Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We're back on a Tuesday on Fantasy Sports today. Joe Pizapia and I recapping everything that happened in Monday Night Football and in baseball. We're down to the nitty-gritty in the American League Championship and National League Championship. Fantasy Sports today for this Tuesday starts now. Fantasy Sports Today. And welcome in. This is Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish, along with Joe Pizapia, as always, here with you on the FNTSY Radio Network, Sports Grid, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you listen to the show. We appreciate the support for sure. You can follow me on Twitter at Craig Mish. You can follow Joe on Twitter at Joe Pizapia17. Sean Guastamacchia is producing this show today, as always. And here on a Tuesday afternoon, a quiet day, of course, around the NFL. It's a day off for just about everybody, except for the teams that play on Thursday. So perhaps we'll have... Some updates on that as well. But, uh, hey, Monday Night Football gave us another exciting finish yesterday. It's going to be marred, of course, Joe, by things that happen on the field that you can't really quantify or expect. But we can open up the show and say, hey, we got uh, we got our money's worth. It was free, but we got our money's worth in that game last <laughs> night for sure. I, I do have a, I do have a something to say about that, by the way, the last three minutes of the game. But but first of all, I would love your thoughts just overall. On the game. Well, look, overall it was a, a pretty competitive game. And uh, overall... I think if you're a Lions fan, and I know a lot of them, and they were outraged this morning. I got a lot of tweets. I happen to know a lot of Lions fans, I guess, uh, over time, and uh, they were none too happy. And I don't blame them, especially when you consider the cumulative effect of the season so far, that strange call at the goal line a couple weeks ago where the Chiefs ended up basically winning that game because of that 99-yard return at the goal line. Um, This one, I, I don't know, man. It was absolutely brutal. Good on the announcers. They called it and said that it was brutal at the end. But this was kind of going on all game. There were just some very strange calls. There were a ton of penalties, especially in the second quarter of this game, too. And look, you know, sometimes there was some sloppy play, too. The Lions had uh, 12 men on the field at one point, and uh, that basically gave a fresh set of downs there. and was on the field goal, uh, no less. So they basically gave Aaron Rodgers a fresh set of downs there on the first goal, uh, first and goal area. So that was a bad job by the Lions. But outside of that, this was really a game that belonged to the Lions, and it feels like the referees basically just snatched it away from them. And it was it was kind of crazy to watch. And I'm not one of these conspiracy theorists like to like, oh, they want Aaron Rodgers to win. No, I'm not like that. But what it does show you is we're in a place now where we have this technology that's so advanced. We have this ability to see things so instantly of what is and what isn't. And I don't understand why there isn't an official scorer. Up in the booth, you only need 16 of them. That's all you need. It's not like you have to hire a bunch of new people. But, you know, I don't understand why there isn't somebody who is like the video overlord at each game who can see these things as quickly as we're seeing them and realize, oh, my God, that's a terrible penalty. Oh, my God, the Packers have 13 men on the field and they don't call that. It was some really strange things. And I, if I was a Lions fan, I would be outraged, too. So I, I get it. 
Yeah, it, it was it was definitely that kind of game. There was actually a play last night also that they uh, that somebody screenshot. It's going around social media earlier today about. Uh, I guess it was late in the third quarter. Green Bay had 13 guys just on a regular play on the field. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. It was, it was nuts. Yeah. It was absolutely nuts. And, and you know, or I was saying 13 this or was it 12? I'm sorry. No, it was 13. 13. It was no, 13. that's what okay. was so absurd. Like, it was yeah. so absurd that you would miss 13. And how somebody is not in the all 22 watching the games. I, I've been saying this for a long time, too. You know, in baseball, we have an official scorer who says things like, you know, that that's an error. That's a hit. And it's always bothered me that a quarterback can throw a ball that hits a guy right in the numbers and bounces off him or bounces off his hands and then somebody picks it off. And somehow that interception is on the quarterback. Why aren't wide receivers charged with interceptions? Why aren't we looking at the game in a different perspective? Why aren't we stepping back and saying, look, we have so much technology now. We can really get everything right or we can we can really put blame where it should be or take it away where it shouldn't be. And I, I, I get like they've they put the 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 you know, the review for the pass interference in and some people like it. Some people don't already. You're never going to get rid of penalties altogether. You're never going to get rid of human error, but my goodness, if, if when things are so obvious, I don't know why we can't do a better job of it. And that's kind of frustrating in this day and age of where we're at. By the way, it was funny. Uh, you lost me. I stopped when you said I'm not a conspiracy theorist because uh, it brought me back to your Antonio Brown conspiracy theory about what? I just kind of laughed because I mean, oh, he's like, uh, remember the evil genius stuff? Well, you are. A oh, that was a bit. That's a bit. That's a difference. Oh, you never believed comedy. all that? No, it's always a bit. This is you radio. Believed, it's wait a second. You never believed all that with Antonio Brown? The evil you, genius? Yes, you thing? did. No, you went, oh, you went on Twitter. You oh, stop. You went on Twitter and said, oh, everybody go grab Antonio Brown right now. <laughs> well, and That's he got, not and, a bit, If Joe. you grabbed him when he was a Raider, did he end up as a Patriot? Was that a good look at the time? Yeah. Was it a bad look the following week when it turns out all these other stories came out? Sure. Not but that, those are two different things. Going out and getting a guy because it's a smart fantasy move and then how did that work out? You, how did that it work worked out, out poorly. How, how, did, how did the fantasy work out? It worked out poorly, but man, the bit was good. I, I would agree. The bit was good. But if, if I can't differentiate between the bit and the reality, that's the problem. That's what makes me such a special host here <laughs> on the show. That's why they bring me <laughs> in, Craig Mish. Yeah, that's 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 the. Well, uh, I didn't say there was some kind of conspiracy with the league on Antonio Brown. Like, oh, my God, like like they're all trying to stop. No, Antonio Brown had too many things and they all caught up with him. And it was kind of weird. The timing of all of them. You would think the timing of them would have come out in different times. But hey. It, it is what it is. I am going to I am gonna save the audio from this one because I am okay. going to. He, here's my guess. Evil genius was I, about him getting. Out I am going to guess that and between bit, now. And that was true. OK, listen, you, you take the L between <laughs> now and the end of the season. I'm going to say that Joe Pizapia is going to have a conspiracy theory before the end of the year. I don't know I'm when. I don't know how. Stone in that. I'm not. And, I'm not big into that. Like oh, the world. You know. Like you know. I think part of the reason I'm I'm not into that is because as a Patriots fan, there's all these conspiracies. Oh, the league wants the Patriots to win. I'm like, really? Do well, they? Because I remember a lot of losses for the Patriots and a no, lot of big games. A lot of things that. that did go their way. Like that's no. I, that's why I, I, I shrug that stuff off. Right. I, I just I listen. And on January first, we'll, well, I don't know if we do shows here on January first, but January second. <laughs> I don't know if I do shows here on January first. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fair point. Uh, but on January second, you will be on January second when we will come back here, and I will take my loss if you don't bring up one conspiracy theory between now and then. Because I have, a, yeah, I, no, that's not my bag. It never right, has been. I do right, like the movie JFK we'll though. That's a good movie. Yeah, that was that was with Oliver Stone. Good movie. Yeah. Okay. Like a lot of that stuff happens, happen, but still, it's it, the it one makes thing that I won't narrative. spar on you is with the entertainment stuff. I got to be very careful of that. I know that's your expertise. So, <laughs> all right. Uh, the the uh, the Nationals last night. We don't need to spend too much time on this because it's over. Uh, the Nationals. <laughs> they routed the Cardinals. Where's my ticket? Let me pull it out of my. Uh, uh, There's my ticket. Two hundred dollars. Oh my god! Nice. It's up in flames. Joe, would Green. you want to buy? Would you buy this ticket for fifty dollars right now? 
No, but you should sell it for anyone for twenty five. You should get something. <laughs> you should get something. Here's the thing, and I thought about this when I saw that score last night. I thought to myself, man, it's a shame. Craig Craig could have doubled his money, but there's probably, probably this little yeah. demon inside of you that went, yeah, well, there's a shot, there's a shot, and that's the greed monster. And the greed monster is a dangerous little oh, thing. Oh yeah, no. Listen, when it when it comes to this, now look, I'm very smart. If we're talking about life changing money or life altering money, I'm not. I'm going to hedge. I'm not stupid. And by the way, if we're talking about I mean, I don't even know what the number would have been, but it, it would have for me to 200 to make 400 was not something that I felt like I had to do. But if it was like 200,000, Joe, like, yes, but that's like a bill. I, that's like yeah, a cell phone bill on a family know, like yours. All the money yeah. I'm making doing this, I don't need it. I'm good. That's true. Craig, Craig, Mitch has got that radio money. Kidding, I forget. You, you got that Marlins me? money. Mar- Marlins money. <laughs> yeah, no money there, I assure you. <laughs> My podcast, <laughs> nothing. Well, some. I don't want to insult my sponsors there. Okay, so yeah, come uh, on now. Let, let's do this. We uh, we got to do the opening drive that's coming up next here on Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish along with Joe Pizapia and our producer, Sean Guastamaki, who finally did text me yesterday and said none of the interceptions were Winston's fault. So, again, oh, he's no. on drugs. It's fine. Listen, no, drugs to take home. No. Oof. Bad take, Sean. Go for it. All right. Uh, that's why Sean has a mustache. All right. We'll take a quick time out. We'll be back after the Thunder. <laughs> sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com then he pivots fakes chucks the big bomb halfway down the field to our hopefully still wide open tailback i call it fantasy sports today with craig mish and joe pizapia Fantasy Sports Today presents First play from scrimmage The opening drive The first play of the game Of the opening play And all the way for a touchdown Welcome back It is the opening drive on Fantasy Sports Today Craig Mish, Joe Pizapia with you here on the show We've got the biggest disappointments of the fantasy season coming up The biggest surprises as well uh, also, we're going to rank some of the bottom feeders in the NFL the rest of the season and some players who are less than 60% owned in fantasy, not to mention my guillotine league that I survived and thrived and I've moved on to the next position in fantasy. We'll get to that in a second. Let's start off with first down. Uh, first down, Joe, are the refs ruining the NFL season? And we know Major League Baseball has been up in arms with the umpires. The NBA, man, you know, those guys control that game. There's no doubt about that because there's so much infighting, you know, hand checking and all that. But now let's, I mean, NFL, look, we've always had problems with the refs, but are they ruining the season? Is that going too far with that statement? Yes, I think it's going too far. They're not ruining my NFL season. They're ruining uh, some people's enjoyment in, in a short term sense, but they're not ruining the season. They're not ruining the content of the game, but it's, it's unfortunate because I, as I said, in the opening segment, we can do better. We're in a position to do better. And the fact that these guys aren't uh, full-time referees, right? I mean, they're many of them still have other jobs. They do the rest of the year. I don't understand that. I mean, the NFL makes so much money. There should be as many of them as you need on the field as many people as you need upstairs, especially when you can see so much so fast, I don't understand why there hasn't been more of an evolution of that. I mean, that's the frustrating thing is that you could see something on the field that happened and they can make a call and you can see the review in real time and go, oh, that's that's obviously whatever it is. And yet it takes so long for that to communicate down to the field or even that they're available to do that. There should be some sort of 
referee overlord and maybe it's a retired referee maybe it's somebody who's been in the business whatever it is but i just feel like from a technology standpoint from a money standpoint from where we are in the league there's no reason for what happened last night to happen somebody should have been overruled there there should be an eye in the sky there should be some sort of grand referee whatever who can actually go and say hey no wait that's the incorrect call I know why you made that call. It makes sense because it looked like from the angle you were seeing it. But, you know, on the other angle, it's not true. Let's just get it right. I mean, here we are. Right, Craig? Get it right. But let me ask you about these pass interference calls that that are happening. Why -hmm. why did they institute the new rule to review the pass interference? Uh, Because of the Saints-Rams game from the championship. I understand that. But (laughs) was the point point of that, Joe? Because it seems to me what they should have done, and and I'm trying to walk myself through this because I saw a couple of plays of the weekend. None of them are getting overturned. That's the point. It's like you're challenging, it's stopping the game, and they're not overturning them. No, is the shouldn't they have just done this for the playoffs? Like, um, like, like what no, was the point? Because I don't think you can have rules just for the playoffs. Like, like I also what was think... the point of the rule if they if they never uh, overturned any of them? In fact, I think one all season. Is that right? One out of uh, 20? something like something like that. Um, do you want my the? This is not the conspiracy theory answer, but do you want oh, my answer? Already, here you go. Here you go. I got one segment in. <laughs> you you made it. All the way Eight, eight well, minutes. Here's the thing: when you have more reviews, what do you have more of? Uh, commercials. Bingo. That's hard. So you have the opportunity to do that. That's a conspiracy theory. Is it? Or is it just a fact? <laughs> you made it eight minutes. It's a fact. It's not a conspiracy theory. It's a fact. When you have a timeout, where what happens in this timeout? You That's go to terrible. more commercials. I wouldn't have even thought of that. That's horrible. It's horrible, but I'm. here's the thing. I think there's a legitimate the thing where the coaches want to get it right. But the problem is the referees don't want to overturn it necessarily because I do think there's a lot of them that are basically look like for lack of a better word, hand fighting and things like that, where two guys are going back and forth and you could really just throw it out the window. And I think most of the time we look at the reviews, it kind of looks that way. It's very rare that you get a call that isn't made and you go back and review it and it's so obvious to overturn it. And I think the harder thing for them to do is when they call it a certain way, we all know what the rule is, which is you need enough evidence to overturn. And that's, I think, where it lacks. So I think the coaches are losing these challenges because there's not enough evidence to overturn them because they are called as non-calls in the first place. That's right. the problem. Yeah, listen, that's a, a good theory on your part. I never even thought of it. All right, second down, uh, Cardinals pitching coach Mike Maddox hit two hole-in-ones before the game wow. yesterday. Wow, like that is just unheard of. That was like the scuttle that was being talked about before the game. By the way, his brother Greg Maddox is also an excellent golfer as well. And it just goes to show you, Joe, even in a critical game, in a critical situation, these guys are having fun hitting the golf course the day before the game. But, man, uh, I mean, in my life playing golf, I've never had a hole-in-one. This guy did two in the same day. No, I had a hole-in-one, two in the same day. That's that's madness. I think on a pitch and putt, I got a hole-in-one once. That's about it. But that's, that doesn't count. Miniature golf. <laughs> oh, miniature golf, sure. But at least the pitch and putt, you got a couple clubs out there. You know, like one of those right. par three courses. I sure. did that once. I remember one time I did it. It was a magical moment. And, of course, it was before anyone had cell phone cameras and things like that. So nobody cared. Uh, but, but not that you were capture that anyway you'd have to be ready to go but i guess uh i guess that maddox family they, they're still they're quite good. the golfing family yeah that's were you good. were you before uh uh i think you're an android guy is that correct i am i refuse apple products across okay. the board and before that were you blackberry no no i just uh was always uh, i think i had the nokias for a while that's right. okay yeah right. and then the motorola's i was always in there you know i can see that yeah, All right. I just but, I don't like Apple products. I don't like. Them. No, I know, but before Apple, Black, I don't think BlackBerry had anything to do. Yeah, with the Apple. Nokia. We had the snake. Remember the snake game? Yes, I did remember. The little that, yeah. snake eating the little thing there. Yeah. yeah, that's Florida. In Florida, you have that. There you go. We have Florida <laughs> little, man coming up. Little All right, snake. Uh, 
Sleep deprivation, Joe. Third down. Looks like this is a hot topic all of a sudden in the NBA. They're referring to some of them as zombies. And they're they're saying that this is going to become a hot topic eventually, that these players are, are traveling a lot and they're staying up all night and not sleeping and then maybe getting an hour or two sleep before game day. So I don't know. You feel like this will start getting out there a little bit more? This is a Bleacher Report story from yesterday. <laughs> How much sleep did the 86 Mets get? <laughs> like just collectively. Probably not a lot. Not a lot. If you read the bad guys won by Jeff Berlman, I guarantee you, you realize that you did. They did not get a lot of sleep. I don't really. That's up to them. And it's funny because you see a lot of these things now with some of these teams where they're like mandatory. Like these players know like their sleep things and the sleep studies and patterns and and how rest is such a huge part of their training regimen. So it's kind of funny that the NBA is still lagging behind. And look, I, I got it. You know, NBA is is the NBA. It always will be. I remember working at the front desk of a hotel. And uh, we used to have the set of keys for the NBA guys when they came in. And we had a set of keys for their visitors, oh. as it were. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they and they had them in every town, wherever they go. I'm sure that's what it is. And it was um, it was a party. It was a party all the Boy, time. I'm so, interested in this story. We should have. Now, that's a, a good story. Second. Well, yeah. let me tell you, uh, uh, the Celtics certainly uh, knew how to party. I can tell you that it was it was a, <laughs> okay. it was a tough, tough rooms to clean up the next day. Oh, for no, the, uh, that's for housekeeping. too much information. Too much information. Yeah, well, I went there. So there you go. Yeah, yeah. We should do a whole show on that. Uh, that's oh, that, now, oh, that sounds can, like a hot topic. I've got some stories, boy. I have okay, got well, some stories. But but here's the thing. You know, it's it's funny. Like that's, How much sleep do you need, Joe? Me? Need? Uh, <laughs> I can function on five, but I'd like to get six or seven if I can. Okay. Yeah. I, I think this. I actually value sleep more. It, you know, in the last couple of years, I realized that, like, I was running the, you know, I was burning the candle at both ends and it wasn't good. And I think for my health and well-being, I needed to get more sleep and I needed to start saying no to things a little bit more. So how about you? How much sleep do you get? You have seven hour eight cheesecake. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I almost guarantee myself seven every night, but I would love to get eight every night. It doesn't always happen, but I, I know when to shut it down and I'll make it up uh, the night after. Like it's important. I'm a big power nap guy, too. Like I can I can like yeah, go in there. for. I, 15 I, I can minutes do that. Yeah. Every once in a while, I'll pick up my kids from school and there's like a wait time. So in the car, I'll set a timer for yeah. like 10 minutes, but it's not it doesn't always work. And, I, and it depends on the day, too. If I have things going on, I would say I'll do that once a week, maybe at the most. Man. I just I wish I had the time during the day to do that. But I, I will uh, when it comes to sports and information and news, if I don't have work, like when I'm done, I'm done. I can shut yeah. it down. Like I'll throw NBA a has on. NBA has bigger problems than the, the sleep issue. You know, I mean, how this about some true. free speech? You know, how about some stuff like that going on with them right now in China and that whole thing? That's a whole sure. segment. Yes, but not on our show. Okay, no. fourth down. Uh, Jim Salisbury of NBC Sports reports uh, Buck Showalter, uh, Joe interviewing for the Phillies. Dusty Baker is interviewing as well. It looks like the Phillies are just kind of going, I don't want to say old school, but it looks like they're just going to go with a, a conventional manager based on the names that I've seen. Well, it's kind of fascinating, right, when you think about it, especially the Dusty Baker name. That's another one where uh, old Bryce Harper relationship, right? Um, so it. yeah. it's it's kind of funny that they would go from Gabe Kapler, the new young hip cool guy, the cool dad manager, to let's go with one of the grandpas. So that's a big swing there for Philadelphia. We'll see if it works out for him if that's where they end up. Yeah, it's the owner making the call here, not the GM. So that's that may have something to do with it. I think Middleton is the one who's making the higher not Clintax. Mm. so yeah i mean look it would uh Clintax on the hot seat for sure i mean look all those things they did nothing worked they ended up bombing last year so i think that's part of the equation we certainly will see uh coming up next we will have our biggest surprises and biggest disappointments of the fantasy season don't go away
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. Become the eighth person to win a million dollars on a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineup and using DailyRoto.com's DFS lineup optimizer. Join the countless number of people who have won thousands of dollars each week playing DFS using DailyRoto.com. If you're playing Daily Fantasy Sports, you're not doing DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now. NFL Annual Pass. Faster optimizers, smarter DFS projections, and also, guess what? Better results. Enter promo code ACTION, A-C-T-I-O-N, for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com where millionaires are made. And welcome back. It's time to talk about our biggest surprises and biggest disappointments of the fantasy football season. Folks, we are 45% halfway through the season. So hoping and praying and wishing and liking, ah, you're, you know, move on, okay? Your season is what it is right now. You have who you have. And enough stats and points and yards have been accrued for the most part to kind of understand where you're at in the fantasy season. You're 0-5 or 0-6, you're done. You're one and five. One and see, you're done. Okay. You're five and one. You're in great shape. Six and oh, you're in fantastic shape. You're in the middle. Well, maybe this conversation is more for you. Let's start off with the biggest disappointments of the season. Uh, it's it's very obvious now. And again, to quantify this, we have a choice. And, and listen, Joe, if you want to change the equation, we can. But I am a results driven uh, person. And I feel like in any conversation, the injuries are a factor, especially in the NFL. Like I, you have to factor that in. So, do we have any dispute here that we are factoring in injuries to the equation this season? This is correct. No, or? Absolutely. No, I, I approve of the hard ass Craig Mish. I'm the commissioner. Gotta be. Lethal weapon. Yeah. You're like the commissioner lethal weapon kind of thing. Like I it's want results. Be. Yeah. It's gotta okay. be a quarterback goes down and the other side on for your receiver or your running back gets hurt. This is part of the equation and making excuses that, Oh, if my guy didn't get hurt, it happens every year in fantasy. That's why this is unpredictable. Two years ago, if you drafted David Johnson first overall, almost no shot you won any fantasy football league. But that's part of the equation. Guys get hurt. So that being said, clearly, Joe, uh, there is a first tier and then there is everyone else. And tier number one is one player. It's Barkley, right? Barkley not playing for four games as your number one overall pick or number two. It has to be the disappointment, the biggest disappointment of the fantasy season thus far. Oh, absolutely. And and it's put so much pressure on that when he does come back, you basically have to be perfect because, I mean, the best case scenario, I would imagine, is you probably split those games, maybe, if you're lucky. Uh, but it's probably more likely you went one and three over the four weeks he missed or even oh and four. And if that's the case, like right now, you've got to just hope for the best that you can come back and kind of run the table. And I think that's what you got to do. And I think when you're in those kind of situations, the best thing to do is go out there and acquire other talent that's underperformed because most of the time proven talent that's underperformed for a chunk of a season, whether it be baseball, football, whatever it is, they tend to, I hate this phrase, but regress to the mean a little bit, or maybe play up to the mean. Mm-hmm. And you're going to find those guys that bounce back and get on track, you know, kind of get yeah, the Stefan Diggs game. Finally, you know, these things start to happen. They start to filter in. So I would say if you're a Barkley owner, that's the best case is go out there and find more of these guys we're talking about. And acquire them on the cheap and see if you can have a massive run the second half. Because if you do, you sneak in the playoffs, anything can happen then. It's also very hard for people in these leagues that play smartly where like the final playoff team gets in based on points and Barkley hasn't helped you out there either. Yeah, so that's a, like, that's a brutal, brutal. If, if you survived without Barkley, Joe, and you're three and three in all likelihood, your points are very low anyway. 
And I, and I am in big favor of total points getting you in the playoffs because that is more of an indication as to how good your team is, not your record for sure. Right. I agree with that. I agree with that being the last playoff spot. And if you don't do that, you should look to play all play, which is know, everybody plays everybody, everybody every week. And it's very simple. And you, and that way your record gets rewarded based on how good your team was. Not that one time that you're playing somebody who's better than you that particular week. I know. Yeah. Second in the, in the Phillies league that I'm in um, the actual Phillies league with me and um and the catcher. We JT Real Muto. Yeah, we had the second. I'll drop most, the name for you. Go ahead. Second most points, man. Yesterday, the second most points in the league. And you got an L. Yeah, yeah. we got an L. Sucks. Yeah, that it's sucks. So bad. I mean, I knew Valdez. I am done with this Valdez scantling. By the way, I'll, I'll get to that in a minute here. Um, okay, uh, biggest disappointments this season. All right, so Barkley was number one. Let's go to like the next tier. Uh, the second tier that I would have is the Hopkins, Damian Williams tier, and I'll stop there. Uh, Hopkins, I can't figure this one out at all. Because even in a week where they play the Chiefs and they score a boatload of points, he's still not scoring touchdown and and is heavily involved. Fuller is still getting a lot of those deep looks. He dropped balls last week. And I would say that among all of the discussion in fantasy, there's a possibility that at the end of the year, because Barkley's coming back, and Hopkins, I think, will get right. I think Damian Williams, Joe, may end up being the number one overall fantasy football bust at the end. Uh, Well, I mean, that was arguments all summer about that. Arguments across the board um, with people because they wanted to just buy in. It was kind of that C.J. Anderson theory of a couple years ago with Denver where he kind of came out of nowhere, had a big second half, was the waiver wire darling, and then won some people some championships. And that's great and all, except it doesn't make him a first-round pick or a second-round pick the following year. And that was a very similar reasoning why I could not, as you know, a responsible publisher of the black book, put Damian Williams in that category of this is a guy that you had like we we put him in a in a fair place, but we definitely had him lower in terms of relative position value than a lot of other players, and that's because not just the system, not just the theory, but let's talk about the practice. Let's talk about the the track record. Let's talk about what this guy has done in his career or hasn't done before we start anointing him as the next thing. Chances are when a guy is 26, 27 years old and on a new team and all of a sudden has a good run of games, it's not the savior of his career and he goes on to be a Hall of Famer. That usually doesn't happen. There's a reason why he's bounced around and not been the guy, quote unquote. So it's not shocking. And I don't know if it's getting better anytime soon because certainly you look at this last game, Oh, it was ugly. I mean, he's back on the field, but it's not happening at all. So, I mean, at this point, he's a complete bust. And Hopkins, I feel like this is what, what's happening with Hopkins is they are trying to be less predictable as a team. And it's unfortunate because it might be better for the Texans, but it's worse for your fantasy team. And right now, I think that's what's happening the most. You're not getting those 15 target games from Hopkins where they're predictable. You're getting touchdown. a different version. <laughs> just getting a yeah, touchdown. but part of it, but part of the touchdowns are, are coming from the predictability where he's just taking so much focus from defenses and you could see it. They're double teaming him. They're bringing in safety help. They're doing all these things and they should because he is a menace to society. So, you know, out there on that field, there's hardly anybody I can think of that's better. And uh, you can see the defenses are finally kind of caught up and said, look, let's make Watson beat us with other guys. And it's harder to beat you. Will Fuller because Will Fuller drops some balls sometimes. All right. The next tier I have is two more players. And then I have uh, four guys uh, we're looking at here at the end that I think are a separate tier because I still think that there's hope. And I also think that there is, um, there, there's value there, I think, for the last four. And I don't want to give up yet, but we're talking about to this point. Um, Kelsey, because he was drafted so high, has to be in this conversation. But I would also say this. The difference between having Kelsey on your team as a tight end versus the 10th or 11th tight end is huge. So while he's been a fantasy disappointment, if you're strictly making the comparison between him and the back-end tight ends like O.J. Howard and some of these other guys, he does give you a monster boost as compared to those but all tight ends should have been drafted lower. That's that's the key there. And then uh, number five overall, 
who could easily be in the top three at the end of the season. It's certainly trending that way. Joe is Todd Gurley, obviously, at this point. I think that his career is over. Uh, I, I don't think that you're going to I mean, I, I suppose he could play next year, but I feel like the end is coming very soon for him. I really liked what I saw with Henderson. I think he's going to end up being a guy for the Rams. And um, and look, I mean, that's just one of those monster busts. Uh, it looks like this year, and, and it's a shame because he had four touchdowns the last two weeks. But now, I mean, grading him out over the course of the whole season has not been pretty. No, it's not good at all. But I, I will I will be OK and take solace in the fact that I'm very careful about when I take shots in the NFL. I took a shot on Gurley because the ADP had fallen so far into the mid-second round, sometimes even third round on Gurley, where it just made so much sense to give it a shot. And for the very reason that you put out before, which is guys get hurt, things happen. All this stuff can happen. And the upside of Todd Gurley was what? The best running back in football. If everything broke right and he became Todd Gurley of old. And that's a risk worth taking. The risk that I don't understand is the second round value you put on Damian Williams, who had zero, zero track record of doing anything like that. So how you can't possibly you can get mad at yourself and you should be mad at yourself for taking the shot early on Damian Williams. You should not be mad at yourself and kick yourself for taking Todd Gurley. Gurley was in a great offense, great head coach for that offense in theory, a great track record of being a top three overall back. You had all the reasons to say, you know what, if I'm going to take a shot, this is a league winning kind of shot, whereas Damian Williams to me was so much negative, so much potential downside, and the positives were such a small percentage, I didn't get it at all. So at the end of the day, I got a lot of girly shares. I'm going to die with some of those girly shares. Some I'll be okay because of where I took him and the other guys that I took. But overall, it's hard to say when you look in the first six weeks of the season that it hasn't been a disappointment because it has. Yeah, no, it's it's and, and it's and it's more than that. It's like a career thing that I think that's happening. Well, in people. dynasty leagues and keeper leagues right now, as an asset, you got to feel not, horrible. Yeah, you, you've got to you got to feel that, that there's a chance that he doesn't play. If I was somebody who owned Gurley in a dynasty league, I would and and I was not competing this year. I traded for the a pick, kind of, man. I would that's exactly where I was going to say. I would say you were, you start to look around for picks and you start to load up and retool because you can hit on a couple of these running backs or you look for these. Running backs, you know, like the Devin Singletary's and the Montgomery's who haven't hit it yet. You take a shot and flip them and you see maybe somebody believes in Gurley this year can help them make a run. All right, let's go to the biggest surprises and move on from this uh, of the season. The biggest surprises I've got is I've got. um, Let's see here. Uh, I've got Austin Eckler. I've got DJ Chark. I've got Terry McLaurin. I've got Carlos Hyde. I've got Will Disley, and you've added Godwin to this. And and I I, I wouldn't agree with that because I think Godwin went too high to be a surprise. And but well, you, and, yeah, well, I, I, I'm part of that problem of why he went so high. But even from my expectations, I expect him to be very good. I didn't expect him to be number one wide receiver good. Yeah, like he's like I, the it, best it's wide a, receiver. It's a fair in conversation, good. but anybody that goes in the first three or four rounds that ends up fair. That's fair. Topic, I just that's think fair. it's too much. I, I'm talking about guys that were nowhere near that well um, McLaurin's got to be it I t- McLaurin I mean, is the number one guy of the season he is the he's got he's got to be the biggest surprise because but, when you factor I, in the Redskins into that equation but again Eckler at that valuable running back position having one dud in six weeks is incredible man like that guy with all those catches that he had last week he's still grading out top 10 as far as running backs Chark it had a bad week Eckler had a bad week Hyde I got to put in there you know why Joe when was the last time a guy got cut by his team the week before the season, caught on with another one and ended up being like an RB2. I don't ever remember that happening. I have it, to put him in this conversation. I it have doesn't to. happen often. Usually when you get Never. cut, that's the end that's of uh, that's the end of days. I mean, Adrian Peterson did it. Uh, he, he did, and he, he was okay, but Hyde. Is well, last year like, he had 1,000 yards. <laughs> he had 1,000 yeah, yards yeah, and nine touchdowns last fair. year. I guess that's, that's pretty fair. good. So like, last year is the last time it happened, but it's few and far between. You're right. And McLaurin, because he's a Redskin, look, he, he missed you know some time with an injury, but when he's went on the field with... Case Keenum, 
He has been absolute stud great in receiver. terms of daily fantasy and in terms of season long. He's a great receiver. They found from nothing. Uh, and Disley, I have to have in there. I know that at the end of the season, he won't be a biggest surprise, but through halfway through the season, he is because he's been the top five tight end before he got hurt last week. All right, uh, coming up next, our Florida Man segment. Got some good stories for you. Don't go away. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. And now it's time on Fantasy Sports Today to see what's going on in the Sunshine State with Florida Man. It's time. Everybody waits for it every week. It's Tuesday, so without any football and just a couple of baseball, we'll get to that in a bit. It's time to roll out our Florida Man segment for the day. We got some doozies for you this week, Joe. You ready to roll through some Florida Man stories? I think we got some good ones right here at the top. Oh, I'm always ready. In fact, I was watching uh, SNL on the DVR yesterday, and wouldn't you know it, the Florida Man story with the guy trying to feed the alligator beer that we talked about just last week, there it was. And, uh, you know, <laughs> they, they called the guy Crocodile Cosby which I thought was kind of funny. Then yeah. a picture of Bill Cosby yeah, with the funny. alligator. I know you sent funny. me that text. Says, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this, is a, this is a segment that I always wanted to do on my other show. We started to incorporate it uh, until the plug got pulled, and, and I felt like I really wanted to expand on it, so I'm glad we're getting to do it here. Me too. Show. Me too. It's a it's the perfect Tuesday. Yeah, it's a Tuesday uh, palate cleanser. It's a palate cleanser yeah, to the, I mean, the weekend on. of football. Come on. We're not doing football uh 24-7 on the show. All right, so here's story number one. A Florida man who kept calling 911 about a roommate who stole his weed was asked <laughs> to please stop calling 911, according to the Pasco County Sheriff's Department. In a video posted to the Sheriff's Department Twitter page, Sheriff Deputy said this guy keeps calling, saying his roommate stole his weed, $20 worth, and he's upset, keeps calling 911. So I had to give him a call and tell him to stop calling about his weed. And Joe, uh, what a great way to lead off there. You know, listen, $20 a weed is $20 a weed, man. Yeah. yeah. Well, just to be just to make sure we're covering all the bases. This wasn't medical, right? It wasn't like, oh, my God, this guy stole my weed. I'm going to die because I need my medical weed. Right. I mean, Joe, I'm going to guess. No, I'm going to guess. No, I'm, I'm going to guess, guess no that this was you. just a kid wanting his weed. That's it. I love that. He called 911 about it several times, several times. Twenty dollars worth of weed. Twenty dollars worth, yeah. Well, you know, $20 to one person is, you know, like, like you, like the two hundred dollar wager on the on the car. It's nothing. It's a drop in the mission. It bucket, is that two hundred dollar wager. Yeah. But for should, other people, I, I should have called nine one one when uh, the Cardinals got blasted last night. <laughs> Would that have done me any good? Florida so. man calls nine one one to complain that his world is getting worse now. Strasburg, you bastard. Strasburg stole his money. <laughs> that's a that's a good one. I yeah. like that. Um, yeah, look, I made it that far. I made it this far with that bet. So look, I like I just just promise me one thing: just don't end up in one of these stories someday. That's all I'm asking. It's, or if I, you do, I can't, I can't guarantee that I won't. 
if you, you do know. just make it epic like make it one that i could be proud of where we get to the florida man where it's just the most insane thing and you're i don't know i don't i don't i can't even wrap my mind around what the potential is for florida man but this one look you know everybody needs their weed once in a while i am definitely one of the pro marijuana legality kind of people because at the end of the day Hey, what? Why not? Where, where are we right now? Let's let's give everybody what they want if that's what they want. And uh, are you are you in the pro or the con with the uh, with the legal weed? Where are you? Oh, I'm definitely that? pro. I'm definitely yeah. pro. I mean, come on, let's go. Absolutely, I went to college. Come on, I went. To, I went to college. I'm educated. Are you worried when your kids go to college and stuff like that with drugs and stuff? Uh, I mean, I'm gonna be worried for sure, but I'm not mm-hmm. worried yet because my daughter's only 13. So yeah, but I will be for sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, next Florida man segment. Here we go. This is St. Petersburg. So the Tampa area, as always, Florida man was arrested for animal cruelty after police said that he kicked a baby raccoon on the road and then slung a dog by its leash and kicked it. Officials say uh, this guy's last name is McNeil was arrested after a witness saw him take a dog from a post where it was tied at a store held the dog in the air so that it hung by its neck and then slung the dog. According to reports, the dog cried. This is a terrible story. The witnesses say they saw it and they arrived on the scene later in the day. Police officers witnessed the same person kicking a baby raccoon from a curb. He intentionally and violently kicked the baby raccoon two additional times uh, and it was unable to get to its feet. And unfortunately, this baby raccoon did pass away. They got to put this guy away for a long time and he was arrested. 42 times since 2011. 42 times. Uh, 42. That's that's a lot. That's a lot of times to be arrested. Like, here, here's my question. Of all those 42 times, there was nothing that could have put him away for a longer period I mean, of time. That's my question, man. Like, what are the things? Are they all animal cruelty things where people look the other I, way? I didn't like, go what? back and check this guy's. We, well, you need to do that. You need to go do more research. If you're going to bring the Florida man to the, to the show properly, you need to go deep down. You need to call the county sheriff's office and find out these details, Craig. I have to work on that. <laughs> I mean, 42 is, times, man. How do you feel? How do you feel about uh, animals on your property? Just generally speaking, because we've got a we got a groundhog that's kind of pissing me off right about now. It's starting like trying to tunnel in by the house, which now we got to like what buy the repellent mean, stuff. Well, I don't like I feel like, look, I respect the we groundhog. Don't have, we don't have groundhogs here, so you'll have to give me. At well, least you know what a groundhog is. No, but you'll have to give me details how they can hurt you in some way. I, they I'm can't not, hurt I'm me, but I don't want that. Look, I, the, we have a we have a fair amount of land, right? And in the back, I know the groundhog lives in the back. But the wintertime, he tries to burrow in closer to the house. And I'm not saying it's bothering me. What I'm concerned is that he's digging down by the foundation. And I don't want little baby groundhogs in there or anything else or whatever's going on there. Right. But why, no. Joe? Why? Why? Why is it bad to have me? I, I don't understand. Like, I don't want I them to you. damage whatever's down there. Okay. Like, okay. I don't know There's what kind of damage, damage they can do that. Okay. Yeah. Like, right. I respect the groundhog's person. The groundhog has a right to be free and to live, as it were, just not inside the foundation of my house. That's that's it. That's where I draw the line with that. Everything else is fine. Like, uh, you know, we got deer, we got rabbits, we got squirrel, we got everything out here. I don't know if you have any of that. You have, you have, you have deer in Florida, right? Or no? We do, but not where I live. Okay, so there you go. So, you know, we have we have we have iguanas all over the places I've described. Yeah, that's weird. Like this morning, there was a lizard in the house. There's always lizards in our house, Um, like geckos. Like we had one this morning. It was right by my daughter's shoe. She's like, can you take it out? Sure. No problem. Um, That's great. Your kids don't freak out about it. My daughters would my my oldest would freak out about the gecko thing. We have birds uh, that that will like during a certain time of the year will nest like near our window. 
but I will just take a broom and just get rid of the nest. And that's the end of it. You know, like it's you got a lot of wacky bugs in Florida, too. Don't yeah. You? Yeah. That kind of stuff. But there's nothing. I'm trying to think of something that's like threatening in some way. And I and, and yeah, the, crabs, the crabs are out for like a day or two, but they're they're only hurting our tires because we're just smashing them when we're driving. There's no choice. Like they're just running across the street. But no, not really. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Like we have the geese. You got to stop for the geese here. The Canadian geese. You got to stop for it. There's a ton of them. But the the crabs, you so you don't stop and let the crab cross the street. We try, but I mean, you got to understand, it's like impossible. <laughs> like, you, like, what are we doing? Like, it's like it's they're running, they run back when they run forward, and and yeah. And by the way, stone crab season starts today here in South Florida. Speaking of which, that's, this that's is the running. This is when they start running outside. No stone. This is the eating of the actual. Oh, crabs. the eating of the crabs after yeah. you run them over. Okay. No, no, no. Those are blue. Those are blue crabs, not stone crabs. That's a whole <laughs> Whenever the running of the crabs happens on the street, I want you to do a video. It's only for in me. June. I want to see that. It's only in June. It gets super hot and then it rains. And then because of the steam that's underground, they all come out and they're all over our neighborhood. But it's but Joe, it is only for a few days and that's it. And then they're done. Yeah, it could be over a month, but it's always in June. I'll take. Yeah, we get we get the deer, we get the groundhogs, we get the squirrels, we get all that. We get all like the furry animals. We get like that. It's like the forest. I'll I'll tell you. I'll tell you one thing. I'll take a picture of for you this year. It's going to happen. It happens every year. Is that in Florida? Believe it or not, unlike you guys, we get like one cold day a year, or maybe two. And on the coldest days of the year, all the iguanas uh, freeze in the trees and fall all over Florida, and they're all dead. What? Yeah. Yeah. I'll take I'll take a picture of they all people just throw, like throw them in the trash and stuff. It's insane. I'll show they you this freeze year. to death. I didn't yeah, know they you freeze. Yeah, oh they my freeze. God. They fall on the ground and die. How big are we talking here? Are we talking like, Huge. you know, yeah, mm-hmm. like full size iguana. It, it, it looks like the walking dead with iguanas for one day of the year. That's it. And and like it'll it would have to it has to be like 30, 40 degrees. And then they all just are all over the ground everywhere. Just like dead. And Isn't that one of the apocalypse signs? Like, you know, the creatures falling from the uh, from the sky. That's that's kind of it. Like that yeah. that that says move to me. Yeah, <laughs> that's the way. I guess they keep them under control. Who knows? All right, wait, wait too much time on that story. Okay, here's right, the final right. one. Here's the final mm-hmm. one. Uh, Florida man, another one. This is in Palm Bay. So this is uh, about an hour and a half, two hours from me, uh, north. Florida man named Samuel L. Jackson was arrested on DUI charges and corruption by threat against a public servant in Palm Bay. According to WKMG near Orlando, police were alerted to an incident involving a vehicle crash with injuries on Jupiter Boulevard. Jackson, 43 years old, was driving one of the vehicles in the crash, showed signs of impairment, rapid speech, bloodshot eyes, alcohol, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, bottom line is as though his name was Samuel L. Jackson, Joe. That's that's what I was trying to get to here in the Florida well, man. Like, yeah, the, the whole point of it. Uh, and and let me tell you, I mean, you know, Samuel L. Jackson right now is there a more beloved man in it just across Hollywood? the board? Like it just it's just general. I mean, who has a negative opinion of Samuel L. Jackson at this point? Right? Who? I, can't I mean, you could do this. I can't see anyone. Yeah, yeah no, right? I, I, yeah. If yeah. if Samuel L. Jackson like hit you from behind of the car. And he got it. I was like, man, I am sorry, Craig Mitch. I did not mean to hit you. You would say what? You'd say, oh, all right. Well, all right. Jackson, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah right. you're, it, you're right. He might, you know, you're he might right. shoot you or something. You know? Yeah, and, you know, it's funny. We mentioned that he is the voice of Alexa. And I am sure that when they did their research into this, exactly what you're saying came up. Like, where is a voice that everybody universally likes and thinks is positive? Yeah. And he's he's among those. Black, sure. white, rich, poor, doesn't matter. Everybody has a, a everybody can agree 
on Samuel L. Jackson. Have you ever seen Snakes on a Plane, by the way? I, yeah, a long time ago, but yeah. Hilarious. That is one of the, you know, of all the Sam Jackson roles, I'm trying to think of what my favorite. Like, I know everybody goes to Pulp oh, Fiction, but oh, I, of course, of course. I kind of, in, I kind of enjoy the, uh, I kind of enjoy the Nick Fury, Sam Jackson. I kind of like that oh, one. Yeah. Oh, I mean, come on. Pulp Fiction was his big, it was out role, right? It was it was a great scene. The scene with the burgers was a great scene. There's no doubt about that. Oh man, that was one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, I have to put it in there. He See, was I also great in the I think it's he an was okay also, movie. He was great in Django too. You know, I didn't see Django. Oh my gosh, what are you doing? I did That's not see that. Yeah, movie, I gotta see that. Man. Yeah. Wow, phenomenal flick. All the Tarantino movies are really good. We've been working a long time too. Do the right thing. Uh, he goes back a long coming way. Coming to funny. America. Coming to America. That's right. That's right. <laughs> there you go. Another another fantastic uh, Samuel L. Jackson performance. They're trying to rob the uh, McDowell's, which is, uh, you know. Wasn't he in club. Die Hard of some kind? Uh, yeah, he was in, I would think, Die Hard with a Vengeance, I believe, I want to say. One of the so, Die Hards. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Sam Jackson's, you know, and, and I don't even know. How old is How old do you think Samuel L. Jackson is? Take a guess. Uh, I know how I, old he is. I'm going to okay. throw it out there. I, I am going to say he is 62. 70. Wow. Yeah, he's seven, he's the same age as my dad. My dad <laughs> is an old 70. But let me tell you, Samuel L. Jackson 70 years old. And you go back and look, too. He did all the Marvel movies, which is great. Shaft is great. He was terrific in that. So was Jeffrey Wright and a young Christian Bale. That's a, The first Shaft is great. Jurassic Park, you remember? He's one of the guys and he's smoking the cigarettes, running the yeah, whole the I board. Do people yep. people mm-hmm. forget he was in that. Uh, Kingsman, he was the villain in Kingsman. Mm-hmm. Yep, Terrific in that. He was in Goodfellas, remember? He was Stax, the guy who uh, fell asleep at the wheel. Very, Bad job very by him. Role. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, very, but still, he was in Goodfellas. No, I you're mean, right. He was in there, yeah, before, you know, before he really broke out. Yeah. The Negotiator, another, uh, that was a good movie. It. I don't know. That was that. him and Kevin Spacey. That was a, a good movie there before, uh, you know, all the negative Kevin Spacey came out. But uh, yeah, man, it's just hundreds of movies, man. When you look back on it, what a career. Kill Bill, yep. too. That's right. Oh, that's Martin right. Too, yeah, he was in there. Yeah. yeah, that was great. I forgot he so showed cool. up in that one. That's the thing. Like, you forget. You're like, oh, yeah, he showed up in that. Plus, he got to be in the Marvel movies and in Star Wars. I mean, after that, like, what? What? I mean, that was the crappy Star Wars. But still. Mindu Waste. Uh, Mindu, right? Well, uh, Mace, Mace Windu. Windu. Mace Windu. Windu. <laughs> what did you call yeah. Mindu Waste? Mindu Waste. That's right. Dyslexia is a big problem in the United States, folks. And I am, unfortunately, part of that conversation today. All right. Uh, okay, so we went uh, with a lot of nonsense in this segment. We'll get back to fantasy football coming up next. We'll have the Guillotine League update after a quick best of first hour. You're listening to Fantasy Sports Today. Don't go away. season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia.
Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. As we wrap up the first hour of the show, here's what you missed. There is a first tier, and then there is everyone else, and tier number one is one player. It's Barkley, right? Barkley not playing for four games as your number one overall pick or number two. It has to be the disappointment of the biggest disappointment of the fantasy season thus far. Oh, absolutely. And and it's put so much pressure on that when he does come back, you basically have to be perfect because, I mean, the best case scenario, I would imagine, is you probably split those games, maybe if you're lucky. Uh, but it's probably more likely you went one and three over the four weeks he missed or even oh and four. And if that's the case, like right now, you've got to just hope for the best that you can come back and kind of run the table. And I think that's what you got to do. And I think when you're in those kind of situations, the best thing to do is go out there and acquire other talent that's underperformed because most of the time proven talent that's underperformed for a chunk of a season, whether it be baseball, football, whatever it is, they tend to, I hate this phrase, but regress to the mean a little bit, or maybe play up to the mean. Mm -hmm. And you're going to find those guys that bounce back and get on track, you know, kind of get the Stefan Diggs game. Finally, you know, these things start to happen. They start to filter in. So I would say if you're a Barkley owner, that's the best case is go out there and find more of these guys we're talking about and acquire them on the cheap and see if you can have a massive run the second half. Because if you do you sneak in the playoffs, anything can happen then. And we'll be right back with more fantasy sports today. Our number two, if you're listening live. Or if you're listening on demand, this is FNTSY Radio, Craig Mish, Fantasy Sports Today.